Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with comprehensive editor, ghostwriter, and writer, Hannah Lyon. She is a professional editor who has assisted dozens of authors in both fiction and nonfiction, polishing their manuscripts to perfection for successful publication. Over the last five years, her quality editing has led to books being featured on number one bestseller lists both nationally and internationally. She is the president of the Disappropriate Wordsmiths Group, where she mentors other writers and critique lessons and goal setting for their individual literary projects. These days, she lives with her husband in Salt Lake City, Utah, in an old brick house they remodeled by hand to create their own little castle. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Hannah. It's Joe Domino. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for asking. Thanks for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Sure. You bet. If we get into your life as, you know, an, an editor and a ghostwriter, I'm curious, you know, the last couple of years have been pretty tumultuous um, on the planet for all of us being locked up and, and locked down and all of that other kind of thing. I'm curious how you did during that time and how it changed you now that we're reemerging and the world's opening up now. That's a great question, um, and I'd, I'd be happy to talk about it. Um, it's interesting when, when all of the people that I've talked to over the years who said they wanted to write a book but didn't have the time to write a book, uh, all of a sudden had the time. <laughs> they uh, pulled out all their manuscripts and all of their notes, and they were able to actually dive into their stories and give themselves permission to do that, um, which led to me being able to have um, the ability to work with a lot more people over the last couple of years and really grow my business. You know, I always, I'm, I'm a little tepid now to go into this question because it's always like, well, how did you do with the turmoil and the woe? But it's like everyone, most people's responses are something along the lines of, I finally got around to something that I was wanting to do. The world mm -hmm. slowed down things got to a point where I could finally breathe. It almost seems like there's a level of silver lining that went into this time period that really brought about a lot of positive change, especially in the creative world. I mean, I know feeling and, and, and talking to a lot of musicians, there was time for them to do a lot of things, and we're seeing the fruits of all of that labor right now. Yes, absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about, like, like before, now I, I know what you, you do on paper, but if you were in front of a bunch of grade school kids right now at career day, and one of the kids looked up at you and said, what do you do for a living, and how are you qualified to do it, how would you answer them? <laughs> I would be able to tell them that what I do is I help people polish their stories um, because the word editing is often very destructive and scary, and um, it makes people shy away. So. When I, I look at people and tell them what I do, I say that I get to polish the work that they do. I get to pull out the pieces that they haven't quite thought of yet, and I get to help them transform what they've already created, what's already great, into something that can inspire and educate and motivate all of the readers that are out there. When I was in college, I did writing, sports writing specifically, and I ended up winning awards towards the latter half of my years. And if I didn't have an editor around me, I don't know what I would have done. I've been told that I'm colorblind, <laughs> and I think there's something for that for people that write things that think it's okay or there's not misspellings or pronunciation that's wrong, and I just could never quite get it. I'd always be like, I looked at that four or five times and it would always come back marked up in red. So it, it's wild how that works. So I'm curious, if we go back to your childhood, 
talk to me a little bit about where you were born and raised and kind of how this desire to write and edit and be in that world, how did that start for you? Sure. Well, it, it felt, uh, it really began with the love of storytelling and books in general. Um, but my father raised me, um, he was a Hobbit-loving hippie. And so I grew up with the um, incredible fantasy worlds and how people could create and teach us things about reality through a completely made-up reality, um, and also how you could really appreciate the power of storytelling through music. So I just really loved the ability for us to affect and to uplift and transform each other through the power of words. And once I realized that um, there was a whole other side to the book writing process besides just writing, um, I really wanted to become uh, entrenched in the world of what the backstage um, version of that looked like, you know, what what all of the secrets were behind a book before you picked it up off the shelf. And so I, I was just really fascinated with the editing process, with um, people who co-write books, with people who ghostwrite books for others. Um, I thought that that was extremely interesting. So I really dove into that um, and just learned um, from the mistakes of other editors around me who've worked on my own writing um, and just developing what I think is my own unique skill set to really help a lot of authors out there. So the magic of that transformation that you're talking about with, you know, art and, and literature and creativity comes from those works that we've experienced that have that magic. You know, one leads to the other. So I'm curious with you, what, you know, since you were exposed to music and literature, what book and what album was it for you that made you think, wow, I, I love that feeling. I want to keep feeling it all the time and kind of part of the curtains for you. <laughs> it's probably um, a combination of two very complementary works, and, and that's Tolkien's writing and uh, Led Zeppelin. So going all the way into Zeppelin Four and the incredible storytelling that you get through there, even hints at Tolkien's work and appreciating the world of high fantasy and how that translates into metaphors that fit today's world. But you put uh, you put the poetry of Tolkien together with the poetry of Page and Plant, and that's just the, the foundation of <laughs> everything that I do. You know, for the way that Page and Plant have mellowed out and kind of transformed over the years, I could almost see them doing a soundtrack for the Lord of the Rings or some kind of Tolkien thing. Um, sure. I'm, as a fan of Tolkien, I'm curious if you've heard this before. I was told this um, several times, that the reason why he came up with the entire trilogy and the stories is because he was tired of his kids not having good stories, good long stories for them to go to bed to. And he basically made up this story as a way of telling them a story at night, a bedtime story. Yeah, I have heard that. Um, and I've read a, a few different biographies of his of how he was looking for something with just a, a little more substance <laughs> to be able to share. So I, I think that's really cool. I'm glad that that's verifiable. I know I've thought and I've heard that and I've probably seen it, but I just wanted to make sure with a really a, a, a serious fan of his work. Um, so yeah. talk to me a little bit. So are you a writer yourself? Have you written stories and, and things like that? Is that kind of how you got into editing? Yes. Um, I started out writing. Um, I'm in the process of having my own first fantasy trilogy published. 
and uh, two of the three of those are finished and on the way to a literary agent. So that was kind of um, where I got started, um, although I, I don't spend as much time on my own writing <laughs> as I do on hundreds of other people's books a year. So um, I'm working on trying to honor that balance in my life. You know, whenever I think about editors, I always think about, you know, when you get to the end of a movie and there's an incredible amount of names that go into that and how mm -hmm. integral all of them are to making sure that everything looks good, you know? Um, yeah. You know, it, it, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm curious, what was the first story that you wrote that you created yourself where you thought, wow, I have something really good here. I need to pursue this. Uh, it was it would definitely be a story that I, I first started when I was 15 or 16 and it actually um, evolved into the trilogy that um, is currently in the works with a literary agent at the moment. Um, and it it started just as a hobby, just as an idea, just as a single picture, um, and then evolved over the years and has turned into something that after I've um, gone through different levels of education and different writing programs and even just learning the editing process, I've been able to kind of take what was born in my teenage years and turn it into something that I think is, is really powerful. So hopefully um, within the next year, I'll be able to have that first book out with the world to see. The, the thing about us is that we're, we're only as good sometimes as those that we look up to. Who would you mm -hmm. consider role models or a hero for you, mentor for you? Um, I would say um, there is an incredible woman that I work with um, that I've been partnering with in the writing and editing world for the last six or seven years, and her name is Bridget Cookbirch. She helps co-authors people's transformational life memoirs, and the two of us together host uh, quarterly writer's retreats where we bring people in who just have these incredible stories who have been through the depths of hell and have come out the other side and just how they can write their life story in a way that helps other people, that teaches other people, that transforms other people. And um, when I was able to meet her and start working with her, it really gave me a lot of permission to um, let my editing skills shine, to bring everything I have to the table and being able to find, you know, a really good business partner like that um, has been able to help me grow exponentially in the projects I can work on and um, the depth that I'm able to do with my editing process. So I'm, I really look up to her and admire her. So if you can meet anybody that's alive on the planet right now and talk to them, who would it be? Who would you like to meet? Oh, Robert Plant would be an amazing man to sit down and have coffee with. <laughs> I, I, I just remember this. I, I totally forgot this, but I remember years ago, through a friend of a friend, somebody had met Jimmy Page in an airport and just, I think they got mm -hmm. him to autograph their arm or something, and they didn't wash it for like six months. Um, nice. So anyway, let me ask you this. Everyone, you know, if you have a drink tonight, you run into your younger version, say around your 20s. And you could give your younger version one piece of advice based on what you learned throughout all these years. And this isn't about regret. It's more about wisdom that you've accumulated over your life. What would you tell mm -hmm. your younger version? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think first and foremost, it would be to uh, not try to control everything. 
that it's okay to let go and to trust and to let things happen in their own time um, and try to have just um, a little bit less of the OCD controlling every aspect of life. (laughs) Everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your clients, but ultimately you live your life. You have a perception of you. Who do you think you are? Um, I think that I am somebody who will go to bat for all of the friends that I have. And that extends to all of my clients, too. So as soon as I I learn a little bit about somebody, I am on their team and with them 100%. A lot of people call me a shark or a bulldog. I'm, I'm out there to be able to help them figure out what they want and what their dreams are. And a lot of that translates through writing to the point where, um, you know, you're putting your heart and soul on paper and you need to find somebody who will fight for your story, who will let your voice stand out in your story, who will listen to you when you want to be able to get the best version of your book out there. And I just fall in love with every project that I work with. And so being able to do that and to just 100% take my my people's work exactly where I want it to be. That's that's something that extends kind of across my professional and personal life. You know, now that everything's opening up, you're talking about getting a book out there, you know, mm-hmm. what do you foresee? Say we talk in five years from now. What do you want to see happen? Uh, I would love um, even better speaking opportunities. Um, over the last year, I've been able to break into not just you know, working on a paper and working online, um, but being able to do more live events for writers, being able to able to talk more about editing, um, to kind of remove a lot of the stigmas from editors who just kind of tear people's work apart. Um, I want I want the world to be able to see that it really is a partnership between a writer and their editor and how they're able to honor their voice and, and get out there. So um, I, I love that my own writing can back that up, that the events I'm doing are opening up, and I think within the next five years um, there's going to be a, a lot of amazing things happening. If anybody wants to learn more about you, what you do, your services, your upcoming book, anything related to your world, where's the best place for them to go? Um, I would look at castlelionediting.com. Um, and because my name is Hannah Lyon, um, I have my last name, L-Y-O-N, and uh, I, I named my company Castle Lion Editing just because I felt like the, the structure and the building and polishing of the process of a book looked a lot like castles. Um, and after talking about my background in the in loving the fantasy world, it, it all just kind of made sense. So Castle Lion Editing is a great place to find yeah, after talking to you and, and looking over your website, yeah, all of the all of the stars align. It makes total sense. So, <laughs> Hannah, thank you for taking time out today. I really appreciate it. Good luck with the book. Good luck with everything as we move forward. Yeah, you bet. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, and music around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>